This episode contains references to suicide, suicidal thoughts, depression and mental health problems. If you think you might be triggered by this subject, it could be a good idea to give this one a miss. If you need a bit of help or know someone struggling, check out the show notes. There's lots of information on there with organisations you can contact. Don't suffer alone. Ask for help. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bill and Roop's Fairly Accurate Podcast. Hey Bill, how are you? Okay, mate. I'm very well. Yeah. Good week? And, and Have I had a good week? Yeah, so-so. Yeah. Busy, you know, just doing stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and you? You had a good Do week? You know, well, I had a good week until today because I drove to your house at, what, eight o'clock? This morning? You no, thought this no, morning? No, no, this, this afternoon. And the thing is, it's pitch black. Oh, man. You it's never pitch thought black. About that. And the thing is, when I first, we first did these podcasts... I used to come here at the same time, and it was pure sunshine. Oh. Remember, blue skies. And it's just got me a bit down. It's the weather, isn't it? Yeah, it's the I weather, the sad. rain and the dark, getting up in the dark, going to work. and Not that I get up in the dark anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit lighter these days. Well, you still but, get yeah. up early, don't you? I mean, the thing is, though, I am affected by the sad syndrome. <gasps> oh, wow. I hadn't realised. And I just felt it coming down the road here. What does a sad stand for? Oh, um, sensory... Seasonal... Seasonal. Something disorder. Deprivation or something. Or it, disorder. it won't be seasonal deprivation. Know. That'd be... Sundu- That'd be lack of seasons, is not it? <laughs> I it does say get so me down, though. I think it's real. On that me. subject, mm. right, and I want to thank you, mm. right, because last week you said to me, how are you, Bill? This is not on the podcast another time, right? Okay. Hello, Bill. How are you? And I went, yeah, I'm great. And then you went, are you sure? Yeah. How many people do that, group? Not many. Well, I think you're right. And you do that? Yeah. I do it not to everyone. <laughs> so <laughs> so it's it's people you I don't like. want to know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you, oh. you do. And, and, you know, I've... You know, and I work now. We've had ups and downs after mm. what happened with Matt. Mm. And uh, I remember when I was walking around um, Stonely Abbey Cricket Club. Oh, yeah. Can you remember that? I can, yeah. And, yeah. I, and, and I had a little walk around because that's where Matt played cricket. And um, you just decided to come and join me, which was very nice. And you went, Are you okay? And I went, Yeah, why? And you went, Do you want to talk about it? And it was like, How nice are you? That's the sort of thing you do. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? I I didn't know how to say it because I knew you were affected, hmm. and it was a very emotional day because it was the do you remember the cricket match. It was a cricket for match, Matt, wasn't it? It was, yeah. And um, and it was all you are very good at putting on a happy-go-lucky, you know, <laughs> appearance to everybody, and you're you're known. As this amazing person who is cheerful, always smiling, always smiling, and I could, you know, you know, you're my mate. So yeah, there's not many people do what you do. Um, yeah, I, I'm not saying I go around depressed all the time. I'm usually really happy. Yeah, yeah, but you know, a lot, a lot of people have their moments, don't they? And you don't know what they're going through. You ask me that though. Oh, do I? You do. Yeah. You do. And I'm thinking, nosy sod, why are you? <laughs> no, I'm not. In fact, it's interesting. I do. Do you ever listen to TED Talks? 
Some yes, I do occasionally. Uh, yeah, not so much these days, but yeah. I so I happen to be on on uh, listen to one, and this guy comes up and says, um, "How many men here would rather have a punch in the mouth <laughs> than speak about their emotions? Punch in the mouth, please." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My hand up straight away. Punch in the mouth. Ron, That's a really good this question. Why though, isn't are it? we so crap? At talking about us, I'm talking about men now. Yeah. Why are men so rubbish at talking about their emotions? It's a ri- I, I'm rubbish at talking about people who were rubbish at their emotions. <laughs> That's how rubbish That's I bad, am. That's bad, isn't it? It's really like, it's a stigma. It's, um, it's embarrassment. We probably even don't know we're feeling bad because we're not supposed to. Yeah. Well, as it happens, we are recording this and mental health week, can't we? We are. Yeah, coincidentally. Amazing, I mean, yeah. you know. Yeah. And um, I, I don't know, somebody told me or I read it or I heard it on the radio, so three times as many men um, die by suicide wow. than women. That's huge. That is a massive. And like mm. double the amount of men um, have substance abuse or, you know, some kind of abuse. Uh, and it's like, Why? Yeah. Why is it, Rube? There's got to be a reason behind it. It's like yeah. mad, isn't it? We're not it? experts, are we, on this? But we are men. <laughs> we know we're not very good at it. And all I can say is there are times that I felt really bad, a bit like the sad thing. It, you don't realise you, you are down until someone gives a name to it, like sad syndrome. And you think, actually, most winters, I've been pretty miserable. Yeah. Probably not nice to be around. And yeah. I didn't know there was a reason for it. And it's probably a small example of how people really feel. Big boys don't cry. No, you know absolutely. I mean, that's a, a typical thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, I think you're right. I did meet a guy back at work when I was working um, for quite a big company. And they had these um, guys who worked on the roads. One of the team leads, big burly chap, was talking to us about mental illness. Oh, wow, that's on good. On a mental health awareness thing. Yeah. Um, they called it the elephant in the room. Mm. and he started crying in front of us and it was really quite astounding i just couldn't believe how brave this guy was and he said he was quite close to not being here anymore uh but he had some help through work and he said i was just someone i could speak to someone and he realized that you know he wasn't really talking to his family and his wife hadn't done for ages and he'd take his mobile phone leave it in the car and go home after work. Right. So he wouldn't be thinking about work all the time, and he'd actually relate to his family. And he said, changed everything. Oh, good. But that was because he talked to someone, and yeah. there was a programme at work to say, look, if you're struggling, come and see us. But not many men took that up, I, I remember. Well, that's good Good of the company to do that, isn't it? Yeah. You know, there's yeah. not many would do that. No. When I was in like in a sales environment, if I told people I'd got this mental health issue or yeah. whatever problem, I'd feel vulnerable. Yeah, you know, they, you know, sort of. I, I don't, I don't think they would have done it, but I, I would have left myself open to saying, mm, you know, Bill's a bit of a liability. I, I wouldn't even give that them the opportunity to say it. I would, you know, keep so calm and carry on. What you're saying is more than embarrassment and a stigma. You, you, you're putting things in your head now. It's probably not there, yeah. but, 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 but for you, it's real, isn't it? Definitely real. 
when my company got bought out, I got a new boss. Mm. Okay. He's a nice enough bloke, you know, good at his job. Mm. Um, but I hated him coming to visit my office. Right. Because he was a... He, he'd always ask me for stuff. He, he knows who he is. If he listens to this, and I think he will, um, he, he, lovely guy, pain in the bum, all right? <laughs> he yeah. would ask me for Excel oh. spreadsheets. He'd go, oh, not another one, you know. <laughs> Sales, he'd go, oh, you're not going to do anything with it, but yeah. yeah. And, and, and I didn't like him coming to the, the no. office because I'm not very good at being told what to do. Mm-hmm. And um, so anyway, he, he would come along and I'd, and I'd think, oh, put up with it and thank God he went you know at the end of the day and I think oh, that was a waste of time wasn't it and um, he upset me a few times business wise okay. you know what I mean I was glad to see the back of him to be honest lovely guy now you're a lovely guy now I like you now but at the time you know I was under a bit of pressure so anyway so um, after he'd gone one of my colleagues says to me Oh, I won't use his name, but he said um, she told me what he was going through. Um, what he was going through, he spent an hour in his car, in the car park, couldn't get out of the car because he had that much, many problems. Wow. His dad had passed away. Um, his, I think it's his aunt passed away. His best mate um, died by suicide. Okay. He had massive ma- health um, mental health issues. The, the guy was in a mess. How he functioned, I'll never know. Here's me thinking, oh, yeah. right, he, he yeah. wants another flipping spreadsheet. Amazing. You know what yeah. I mean? He was going through hell. Wow. I had no idea. No. He, he put his management head on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Telling Bill Bates what to do. Never did like it. The fact is, you don't know. I didn't know what he was going through. Because he was just another boss, you know. It's you don't so know what other people's what other powerful, people's world is. A real powerful story because we just don't know. We don't. And I, I remember once we um, again at work, our little team. We had a, a new management team, and um, we were all going together. And someone said, "I don't know who they are if they, if they listen to this. Brilliant idea. Never seen it before. Let's do a little life chart. And I can't remember what it's called. It's, it's, you, you do a little life chart." And you, you do it as a, a little wavy line, your ups and downs, right. your, your key ups and downs. And we all had to do this. And as you our have little, to. little yeah, well, we decided we would. I'd never done it before, so I was open to it. And one of the people there was one of the best managers I've ever seen, but very, um, totally different person to me. Uh, I'm glad he was on our side because he was really efficient. <laughs> he did everything well and he knew the rules and he knew. And But there was a big human side to him that I'd never seen before. And he was almost choking as he was talking about some of the lows he had. And I won't mention some of them. No. But they were really heartfelt. And he opened up for the first time. Wow. And I hadn't known that, that there was that side to him at all. Um, one guy started crying because he was talking about his father passing away. And again, this was a guy who was a cheerful, chappy. You know? And you, you, we are rubbish, unless we're doing it for a reason, at expressing ourselves. Like your chap in the car, it would have been so much better, wouldn't it, for him to say, well, I know I'm going to see Bill. I'm just going to have a quick word with him beforehand to say, look, I'm not feeling great at the moment. But I could you, have asked him. You could have asked him as I well. I could have asked him. 
you know, at the end of the day, he was actually a nice bloke. Yeah. I even liked him when I didn't like you know, I, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? He was a lovely, lovely oh. band. Yeah. But, yeah. And maybe we expect too much of some people. And it could be women as well. You know, there's some... Do you know what I mean? It's not just men. But if we're just talking about men in particular, we do have this whole thing in society, don't we, saying, you know, we have to be... What is it? We have to be in control, I guess. We have to be the ones that are, you know, accountable, responsible. And this is, you know, probably dying out a bit more now. Well, look, I think that when, like, my dad, I think he would have been born 1935, maybe. So he was a bit too young for the Second World War, but you know, people of his generation yeah. then. It's like and my dad. They would have yeah. been in Second World War or the aftermath of growing up after the Second World War. Yeah. Um, their dads would have either been in, the, the yeah. definitely been in the Second World War or even his granddads would have been the First World War. Yeah. And they would have fought in the trenches and they definitely had this keep calm and carry on attitude. Yeah. But did they have that attitude because they wanted to talk to somebody or was it a case of they just buried it and then this emotion came out later on in life because they saw horrible things the second world war saw horrible things people in afghanistan have seen horrible things you know what i mean it's that maybe the help is there now but there was a stigma attached to totally breaking down i think there was and i think they were very good at that stiff upper lip that you talked about earlier it's almost a thing isn't it it was a real thing because you don't hear much about post-traumatic doobie what stress disorder that's it well done um but but because it people probably didn't even talk about it afterwards because you know you know um when you talk to some of the veterans we've probably all passed away now from the second world war most of them but they never talked about it you know they they wouldn't even a lot of them who survived wouldn't talk about the trenches or the you know in the first world war or what happened to their comrades and all of this sort of stuff to their grandchildren my my um wife's dad bob god bless him when he passed he'd spoke about um, his experience in the second world war once once to me crikey yeah and that was in a pub and he started talking to me about how he was in burma wow. and then what happened in burma wow and he just didn't speak to anybody. Wow. He, he would he would have spoken to his mates who were there. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. It's not a good thing. You know, I mean, this it's not this a good isn't thing. like a saying. Oh, this is, you know, this is fair play to them. How great yeah. are they for doing that? They just didn't have the opportunity. Yeah. How bad is that? Well, can you imagine for some of those guys who were quite young at the time, like losing a lot of their, you know, their friends, yeah. neighbours, um, dads, uncles, losing all of that, and then not being able to talk about it. Can you imagine, like, you know, little dramas that are played, that, that are big to us now, that wouldn't even have entered that consciousness, you know, that, that wouldn't be a thing for them. Mad. So that's why a lot of them would have been pre- probably quite quiet people and quite, you know, considered. Because they'd be thinking, well, you don't know what you're, <laughs> you don't know that you're born, guys, you know, yeah. if they looked at us now. But they would never say that. But, you know, it's just like, um, uh, relatively speaking, we don't know how lucky we are, but yeah. we can talk about it now. We can talk about it now, but yeah. thank God we can. I was going to ask you something, Bill. About me? No. Oh, thank goodness. I was going to ask you, you are. You said that um, I'm really good at asking you if you're okay or not. 
Yeah. Uh, there's not many people, apart from you, that do that to me, apart from Chris. I, I'm <laughs> dreading what's coming now. No. Go on. Why? Do you think... Do you think we should be doing that more? Or do you think we're being intrusive? Because the risk is they could tell you to naff off. Which is maybe a I reason men... I think it's men... nice. I really think it's think? nice. Yeah. yeah. Do you think more of us should be doing that to our yeah. friends? Hundred, one hundred percent. Particularly the ones like on social media when they post a lot and suddenly they stop posting. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Now, can, now I'm... 60-something, right? Okay. Can you imagine what it's like for the younger generation uh, who are on, tw- let's say, 20-something, yeah. right? They're struggling because of the cost of living crisis. Yeah, yeah? of course they are. Unlikely or very difficult uh, to get their own house, yeah? They're bought up in the shadow of COVID. They are. You know, yeah. totally wrecked the economy. They've been... Um, bullied by their peers on social media, and it does happen. Of course, it does. You know what I mean? In our day, the bullying would have stopped when you leave school, maybe a little bit on yeah. the way home, yeah. right? Yeah. They've got it twenty four seven now. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is a relentless. I wouldn't like to be a young person in this day and age yeah. with the social media as it is. I must be awful. Yeah. How do you feel for them? Yeah. And it's something I know nothing about because I'm not that era. And I've sort of turned my, I've turned away from that a little bit. But there are quite, um, there are some kids that I know, like Jenny's age and, you know, in, in that, you know, who've gone through not very nice times. Not, and it's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, I mean, you know, it's like I've got bullied at school and uh, Rob, I'm going to get you back one day. <laughs> okay. It's one day. Yeah. You, John, you're in big trouble. As you cross the road. I nearly, I nearly got him once. That close. <laughs> Are you joking? I know I'm not. He was, get, he was oh, going across it. I wrote a song about it. And, um, yeah, <laughs> it, I was I was driving along in Warwick. You, he, so you, you saw a bully? Some real guy, life. Yeah, a guy called... I'm not okay. allowed to give his name, right, but his yeah. name's Rob, yeah. right? And uh, he went to Mighton, the same year as yeah. me. What right? class? What was it his was name 3C. 3C. He was a <laughs> git, right? And I remember driving... I hadn't seen him for years, and I'm driving along in Warwick, through Warwick Town Centre, and he's on the zebra crossing, and instead of braking, I accelerated. No! Yeah, straight up. And he dived out of the way, and he was like... Nearly got him. You are joking. No, no. you did, and that's a that's yeah, a, that's a true story. I even wrote a song about it. You didn't. I did. I, I won't sing it. Yeah, I might put it on the end of this podcast. <laughs> but it's true. Now he affected me for years. Now I'm what sixty five now. I still Google his name every now and again. Do you? Swear to you, I do that because he knocked hell out of me at school. Right. I now. I don't know where that all came from, but it's all no. true. Okay, so <laughs> threw me that day. Your score came out. <laughs> all came good. out. Good. Uh, didn't expect it to come out on a podcast. But the um I didn't like him at all. But at least when I got home, I wasn't bullied no. by him. You no. know, he didn't hit me when I got home. No. People nowadays, they're bullied on social media. Yeah, I think I think I know we're talking about men's um mental health, but I know Having had, you know, like with trying to raise girls, particularly when social media comes out, girls can be quite 
nasty to each other, you know, quite, you know, there's a lot of that going on. And I, it quite surprised me, actually. And especially um, when, like you say, after they come home, it's all, everyone's looking on their phones, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, constantly. all on there. And all you need is a gang of them. Yeah. To then if have they're a in a group, one. if they're in a group yeah. and they get um, ridiculed, it's exactly. bad. If they're not in the group, they get, it's bad. It's bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, I um, yeah, it's tough. It's, know, tough. it's tough for kids. Tough but, for you kids know, I saw a um, Netflix or Amazon Prime show. Uh, David Beckham, have you seen his? I haven't seen it. No. Fantastic. Oh, now, watch it. Okay. okay. Multi-millionaire, right? Yeah. At his prime. Fantastic footballer. Love him and hate him. He was a genius at his uh, game, yeah. right? And he played for England. He did one silly thing, got sent off he in the did. World Cup. Okay. Yeah. And he was ostracised. For years, yep. he was the most hated person in Great Britain. Yes, and he yeah. talks about it. And the guy, I mean, he's multimillionaire, you know, talks about it. You can hear the emotion in his voice, Root. You can hear, hear even now, after all these years, Amazing, yeah. the bullying, the relentless hatred of a person for what? I know. Just, it, you know, he went to get somebody after being fouled. Right, yeah. he went to kick him a little bit. Ninety nine percent of the people would get up and try and thump the person who <laughs> just kicked you. <laughs> Somebody kicked yeah. me nowadays. I try and kick him back. No, I would now say to the guy, let's let's talk about it. No, I wouldn't. Me joke. <laughs> it, it's, yeah. I, I, you, I know you were bullied. I know you don't talk yeah. about it much. Mm. I, I would definitely bullied at school. Yeah, yeah. and the, you need somebody to talk to. You need somebody you to go to, and you know, whether it be a teacher, would it be a mate, would it be a manager in a HR department, you need somebody to go. Because it ain't no good bottling up inside. No, that is the thing. I think there's a mental awareness bit around how to be... It's all very well saying be positive, OK? There's a lot of that around if you look on the internet. And yeah. Be positive, think positive. Good thoughts will lead to more good thoughts, right? Yeah. All of that, all right. It's it. I'm getting there now. I'm in my sixties, and I'm getting there slowly. But if I start looking back on those days, I do. I do revert back into that kid again, and feel like I wish I could do something different instead of running away or you know whatever. But it, it's difficult for every every one of us. I'm very lucky now. I've got a lovely family, great wife, great friends. How lucky am I mm. right now? So I, I'm always looking forward, and I'm looking forward to podcasts with you, Bill. Just absolutely brilliant. Um, I'm looking forward to being on my own, painting. Absolutely brilliant. And I'm just very, very lucky, very lucky. But I try and immerse myself in those things. I know you do too, because you immerse yourself in... I just uh, keep immersed. Yeah. The, now, the minute I stop being immersed is where the problem so starts. Is that, so, so here's the thing. Something else I heard the other day. Oh, heck. <laughs> no, it's a good thing. What did they say? I can't remember the name of the guy. Daniel oh, Lieberman. Or, I can't remember him. I'll put it in the footnotes later. He was uh, on and he was saying uh, everyone was jealous of this guy in California with a beach house. Beach house, beautiful beach house. And they go, oh, God, he must be so happy. But the guy who bought the beach house was the unhappiest of the lot. 
Because as soon as he got in that beach house, he was on his laptop thinking about what he's doing next week. Mm. He would never enjoy this beach house because he had a different mentality. To get that beach house, he had to be a certain sort of person, which is an interesting way of looking at it. Mm. Because sometimes we look at people thinking, or we, we immerse ourselves in stuff, thinking we're going to be happy. When we get there, we're looking at something else. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a condition that some people have. It's very rare for someone to go, oh, I'm here now. <laughs> do, do you ever think like being in the moment and just meditate or being sort of mindful of what's going on around you? Do, do, do you do that? I'm I try for, to. I'm not, sure I'm, I'm, not, I'm not very good at it. I'm getting better with my painting. Mm. And it's a bit, I guess it's why I've often thought that mountaineering is that sort of thing because you're going to do mountain? No, I'm not going to do oh, it. Thank goodness <laughs> for that. Man. Only because if you or, or, or you know what they call it, rock climbing. Because you have to be at the moment. Because if you're not in the moment, you're going to fall. Oh, I see your point. Yeah. And so people do it. I think because because they're mad, aren't they? I mean, look. So so because they love the fact they're in the moment. Because when they're mountaineering, they force themselves to be in that position of the next. Where am I? Where am I going to put my feet? What? Where am I? <laughs> right. Rather than going, oh, right, you know, poor me. I'm thinking about the bully that got me. <laughs> I'd fall off. Right. There's also a bit about you know if you see someone in some sort of trouble, we perceive that they're in trouble and they're hiding it a bit. If you can. You know, you don't want to pry, but you can show them that you're concerned and be just be there to say, I'm here to talk, if you want to. Yeah. And leave it. And then if they do, you have an obligation, though. It could be a week later. Yeah. And then they ring you. You need to drop everything because they've taken the courage to, you know, go over their vulnerabilities and talk to you. That the, You're there for them, you know. That's the only thing I can um, suggest. Yeah, you do but, that already. But, um, but, you know... I won't... I don't do it enough, but I will. And and we ought to say, anyone triggered by this episode... Yeah. Right, perhaps we should put it out in the beginning. We'll, we'll put something on the beginning and, and at the end. If you're triggered by this, look on the show notes. There's loads of... I'm going to put loads of information Good. on that. Stronger than me 
As you held my arm so tight behind my back You had threatened me And my head was pounding And I thought I'd have a heart attack And as I lay there bleeding I hoped that I had won Cause I never cried out And I never complained I hope we could meet again But now I'm older It don't bother me Oh how I tried The tears that I cried Those sleepless nights But it don't bother me No it don't bother me Headlights. I never touched the brakes And I heard you screaming as I drove off in the pale moonlight And as you lay there bleeding I knew that I had won Cause you never cried out And I never complained It's such a shame But I knew we would meet again Yes, I knew we would meet again You were bigger than 